Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 17th is 2 Samuel chapters 16 through 18. David and his entourage are on their way out of Jerusalem, literally fleeing for their lives. David has no idea whether he will ever return. He knows that he's being judged for his sin. And he's met by Ziba, who was the servant of Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson. Bearing gifts, David says, where's Mephibosheth? And Ziba says that Mephibosheth has changed his alliance, that he's no longer going to sit with David or expect the best of David. But he's hoping to see David's demise in order to have his own throne restored. Is Ziba lying? We don't know. Tomorrow's reading, or a, a later date, we'll find that Mephibosheth denies that. So it's just interesting. Like, how do you know who's telling the truth? Sometimes we're told outright who's lying, and sometimes we just don't know for sure. But after this, a Benjamite named Shimei comes out and begins cursing David, kicking sand at him, throwing rocks at him, saying, you're a man of bloodshed and you're finally getting what you deserve. Now, Saul was a Benjamite. Maybe this Shimei was a close relative of Saul. Maybe he was never supportive of David, or maybe he was begrudgingly supportive of David. But as soon as David sinned publicly and it was found out, he was probably on the bandwagon of people saying, I told you this guy was bad news. I tried to tell you this guy was bad news. Now God's going to judge him. From his perspective, he was telling the truth. I mean, how else could he so boldly throw rocks at the king? He must have believed that he was right, even though we will, we will find out he was dead wrong. But David doesn't defend himself. David says, what if God sent him? What if God put those words in his mouth? It's one of David's friends wants to go over and silence Shimei forever. David says, no, leave him alone. God sent him. Maybe God will see my suffering, my affliction, my sinful state, depending on the translation. Maybe God will have mercy on me. There's a proverb that talks about cursing your enemies, rejoicing when people stumble. Of course, we know that the Bible says a few times that we need to be humble because when we exalt ourselves, we are preparing for our own falling. Shimei was not acting in humility whatsoever, but David was. And as we will see, the story ends in David's favor, not Shimei's. Chapter 
16.23, going into chapter 17. Now, the advice of Ahithophel, now you'll remember, David found out in chapter 15 that one of his trusted advisors had joined the coup with his son Absalom. The advice of Ahithophel gave in those days was like someone asking about a word from God. Such was the regard that both David and Absalom had for Ahithophel's advice. So David sends his friend Hushai. And he had prayed back in chapter 15 that God would turn Ahithophel's advice to foolishness because Ahithophel had betrayed him and he's helping with the coup on the side of Absalom. So when Absalom asks advice, Ahithophel gives really great advice. But then they ask also Hushai. And Hushai gives the opposite advice. By God's grace, and I do mean that literally, Absalom and his advisors believe Hushai. And it results in David escaping, and then the two forces meet to fight it out. And David and his army receive the victory. And I will say receive the victory because they didn't earn it. It was done by God. And it's ironic how it happens. Now, Absalom, you remember, was known for his hair. It was beautiful hair. It was thick. It was heavy. It grew incredibly fast. And it was probably his most striking feature. At the end of this battle, in chapter 18, Absalom, going through the forest, gets caught in the branches by his hair. And the mule or horse that he was riding goes out from under him and he is left hanging by his hair, by his head, among the branches in the forest. And so he is left there defenseless. And David's forces take his life. And although David has won the victory and is being restored to the throne, he has lost yet another son because of his own sin. And there's a very important verse here in chapter 18. It says that 20,000 of Israel's soldiers died that day. 20,000. Literally tens of thousands of lives lost because of David's decision to take Bathsheba. What must have seemed like almost an innocent crime a victimless crime, perhaps, if she was consensual. We don't know if she was. It says that the battle spread over the entire area, and that day the forest claimed more people than the sword, the natural resources. 
nature, God, and his creation took more lives that day of Israel's army than David's army actually did. And so we go back to Shimei and say, whose side was God on? We can apply that to our own political environment today. A lot of people, Christians, on both sides of the aisle. Both adamant that God is on their side. And my friends, I'm not going to tell you which side to join, but I will say, please make sure that you are on God's side, not yours, not your father's, your mother's, your pastor's, your political parties. Be on God's side. Because 20,000 otherwise innocent people who just chose the wrong side on that day in Israel were killed. And I don't want any of you or any of mine to be like them on the wrong side. Fortunately, we're not at civil war. But the lesson holds true, I think. God bless you. Thank you for being on this journey through the word with me, and we will see you tomorrow.